And my name is Edward Muguza. Uh, I'm a young Zimbabwean development practitioner, business consultant. Um, like, you know, I'd like to consider myself as a pan-Africanist uh, because of my passion for Africa and also uh, like, you know, I've lived in different African countries, so, so uh, I would like to consider myself more, more an African. Uh, I, I started off my career in business consulting uh, at the Parthenon Group in Boston. Uh, then from there, um, I moved on to the Clinton Foundation where I was working in health financing. That's more the global health space. Uh, I did that for a couple of years. Uh, and then uh, I moved back home uh, to Zimbabwe where I was still working with the Clinton Foundation uh, and then moved on to a local telecoms company called Econet uh, where I was working mostly with uh, Dr. Strive and Mr. Simasiwa, mostly doing business strategy work. Um, and then from there I decided to go back to school. Uh, like, you know, I think to just take you back a little bit, uh, I did my undergraduate school uh, in the United States at MS College while studying chemistry. Uh, and then, like, you know, I then moved to, to Oxford uh, in the United Kingdom for my master's in public policy. And from there, I studied DRG, uh, which is a development reimagination group. It's a local uh, or a grassroots think tank and consulting firm uh, that is pretty much reimagining the future of education, healthcare, uh, and also looking at other cross cutting elements like. Um, like governance, uh, issues about like, you know, private sector development, ETC. So it's a, it's a pretty vibrant young organization uh, that we're starting here in Zimbabwe, uh, but also as a really pan-African vision. Uh, we, we also expanding currently into Malawi. We're also looking into Zambia. We're pretty much going into other African countries uh, at some point in the future. So the Zimbabwe's Route to Industrialization report uh, pretty much came at the backdrop of uh, the political rebirth that happened in Zimbabwe uh, in November 2017, where uh, we saw a change of leadership in the country. Um, and the, that change of leadership pretty much brought uh, a lot of excitement in the country, a lot of new hope, um, and also even just like, you know, a lot of interest in terms of how do we resuscitate Zimbabwe's industries, considering the, the poor performance that has been happening uh, since the early 2000s to the 2008. Uh, and like, you know, industrial capacity at that point, uh, starting from like, you know, the early 2000s dwindled down for about 60 to 70 percent, uh, pretty much went down to below 30 percent. Uh, and then, like, you know, started to pick up again uh, with the adoption of a new currency uh, in 2009. And more recently, uh, industrial capacity is currently around 50%. Um, so there was just like a lot of questions around, like, you know, if we're thinking about uh, retooling or recapacitating our industry, what is the right route to take? Uh, so as DRG, we thought this might be a good opportunity to inform policy discourse and also pretty much like, you know, start to put our voice out there so people understand how young people of Zimbabwe are thinking about industrialization. 
And uh, if I can walk you through the report, um, so we said like there are about 10 key areas that we need to think about as Zimbabwe as we are thinking about uh, reindustrialization. So the first one is we need to close the current industrial uh, infrastructure gap. Infrastructure is pretty much uh, the base of what you need to, to, to actually develop your industries. Uh, we need to have proper roads, we need to have uh, a, a really wide network of uh, uh, a railway network where we can actually transport goods from one part of the country to another. We need to start developing these one-stop shop borders where like, you know, the movement of goods and people is very easy between our borders with our neighboring countries. And like, you know, even our supply chain systems need to be very efficient. Uh, but if you think about the, the current situation in Zimbabwe right now, we don't have efficient uh, infrastructure systems. So I think uh, the infrastructure gap is pretty big. The second uh, second point that I wanted to mention is about the adoption of advanced technologies to increase efficiencies. Uh, if you look at like, you know, uh, the current industries in Zimbabwe, they're pretty outdated. Uh, most of the equipment comes from the colonial period uh, and that equipment needs to be replaced. But if we're replacing equipment, we need to make sure that we're bringing in state-of-the-art equipment. We need to work with all the companies that are coming to invest in Zimbabwe and make sure that they actually provide equipment that is very efficient, that is green, uh, and that is pretty much like you know meeting all the, the standards of the 21st century. We can't be bringing in outdated equipment. Uh, the third one was around uh, we need to pretty much focus on the country's comparative advantage, like what I mentioned before. Let's start to look at like you know what industries we are not doing well on, uh, what industries we need to, uh, what new industries we need to bring in, and which industries we need to close down, and pretty much like you know focus on on the basic. For example, uh, Zimbabwe has a really good comparative advantage in agriculture and mining, uh, in tourism, and also some other service-oriented industry. So those are the things that we need to be focusing on. The fourth one is around efficient supply chains. Uh, supply chains are pretty much the, the backbone of industries. Uh, some of them, they might be like, you know, the, the closed supply chain, the localized supply chains, and there are also these externalized supply chains where we need to make sure that our localized supply chains are pretty much like, you know, up to date and they're also serviced very well to make sure that goods are moving efficiently and quickly as possible. Uh, there's also the fifth one is around like you know industrial jobs of the future uh, like you know the the human resource base like what I mentioned in Zimbabwe it's pretty much like you know tilted from being like you know low skill high labor intensive uh, resource base to be more like you know high skilled uh, low labor intensive so there's need to make sure that the jobs that we're creating in our industries they are aligned uh, to 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 the to the jobs of the future, to make sure that like you know even the workers that are working in industries they are they are working in more productive uh, sectors of the industry and they are also um, pretty much like you know adding value uh, that will result in higher wages and also um, uh, better better ways of living. Uh, the sixth element that I wanted to touch on is we need to make sure that when we are starting to, to, to develop our industries, we need to integrate regional and international scale from the onset. Uh, we can't be only talking about Zimbabwe. We need to make sure that 
we need to think about like you know uh, other countries that are in the region to to broaden our market scale is very important for industries uh, like you know if we're talking about our our rubber industry or our tire manufacturing industry we need to make sure that we think about like you know mozambique we need to think about malawi we need to think about drc as potential markets uh, and we need to make sure we get into agreements with these kind of countries uh, the the seventh point that i wanted to talk about is just about um we need to develop regional and industrial industry value chains uh, so this is this is pretty much like you know building on the on the previous point about like you know uh, thinking about uh, regional scales and international scales so like uh, regional international value chains sometimes we don't need to be producing uh, pretty much the whole product for example if we think about the motor industry zimbabwe has a lot of lithium ore uh, and also has a lot of rubber so we can be focusing on developing batteries for, for motor cars uh, that can be our niche market that feeds into the global car manufacturing value chain so we need to identify this potential uh, feeder areas into the into into global value chains and pretty much uh, dedicate our resources to these uh, the eighth point is around like you know research and data driven industrial development this is very important uh, data is the new oil so we need to make sure that our industries are using a lot of data they are using evidence-based research to inform uh, processes to make sure that they are efficient and to make sure that uh, productivity is high and then the ninth point is around like you know green industrialization this has been the key point where like you know where agreements after agreements have been signed but like you know as africa we haven't really contributed much uh, to reducing uh, issues around like you know uh, to, to issues around like you know um the amount of like you know carbon dioxide we put into the into the atmosphere that, that results in, in climate change and stuff so we need to make sure that our industries are, are green and we we're adopting processes that are aligned to international standards and then the final point that we touched on is just like you know we need to make sure that we're developing these industry ecosystems that embrace informality that establish new industry in linkages and also that promote entrepreneurship like you know zimbabwe like any african country has a lot of informal uh, businesses and like you know these informal businesses need to be incorporated into the into formalized industries uh, and at the same time, like, you know, we need to make sure that there are linkages between the informal sector and the formal sector. Uh, and, and lastly, we need to make sure that, uh, like, you know, entrepreneurship is at the core of our industrialization processes going forward, uh, considering that, like, you know, uh, we have high unemployment rate. We need to make sure that young people are starting businesses and they are also developing new ways of thinking that feed into, into the industrialization process. So those are the key 10 points that we looked at and um i feel like you know this this was the essence of the report uh that like we need to influence uh policy decisions as zimbabwe takes on a new political route and also an economic route thank you